1: What up, Mary Jane. How's it going,
0: Mike? It's going
1: good. How are you? <laughs>
0: I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Welcome to Weed and Grub Spotlight Series, everyone.
1: Yeah, this is a series where we talk with companies and brands that we believe in.
0: People making the world a better place.
1: That's what's up, right? Yep. It's everything.
0: Enjoy this episode.
1: what up mary jane how's it going mike it's going tremendous i'm so excited to be here today we have two very special guests
0: hi guys hi good morning we're here with kiana and matthew with uh, foria
1: would you introduce yourselves and say a little bit about foria
0: oh yeah we're so excited why don't you start
1: no please after you i'll okay. go
0: well wait first uh happy <laughs> international or masturbation intergalactic masturbation day, day. we should day.
2: harmonize together okay i'll do it it's that. international <laughs>
1: masturbation day, masturbation day. Whoa. No oh, yeah, was that, was really nice. that was good That was really yeah. nice one. Can that be your opening? Yeah it, <laughs> Of course From here on out? Yes I like it <laughs> If good. ever there were a jingle Yeah The <laughs> eye contact was so solid Oh yeah It felt, I good. I, it felt
3: was was good I think I Was I eye contacted?
2: That wasn't oh, really yeah. a jingle It was more of a jizzle Okay yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is Matthew Our co-founder and <laughs> Oh we
2: should introduce each other I like it
3: No 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 I was going to just lead you into it
0: I'm gonna.
2: I'm gonna introduce the Reeves is a sexual health educator with Foria.
0: I mean, I just feel like sitting here. We all have bedroom voices. We all have bedroom eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It was just eleven eleven. Yeah.
3: What? I mean,
1: we're. we're, we're, I want to introduce introduce Matthew. Matthew
3: is the um, incredible mastermind and creative genius behind everything that we do and he's super tapped in yes one of my favorite people to listen to in the world just go on any subject and you will get a wealth of information and he's an inventor and he's um one of the best men and people that i know aside from founding our company
2: yikes okay wow Wow. well thank you it's true That was a lot. It's true. I'm going to cry. (laughs) (laughs) We've gone through
3: so many emotions so far today.
1: It's been like two two minutes. Have a masturbation break, please. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We are going special. Everybody should do it. We're just saying everyone should masturbate before work if you can. And it just makes sense. You start your day off better. Yeah. Or
2: masturbate someone you love.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. So so selfish of me <laughs> <laughs> the
3: the neurochemicals involved in orgasm are really interesting really? I mean, there's a yeah there's a whole cascade of neurotransmitters, particularly for females after you orgasm. I think it's dopamine, which um, elicits this experience of feeling powerful, creative, and um kind of in a, in a really positive place. And so if you've ever read Naomi Wolf's book, Vagina, she does mm. this whole um, kind of excavation of orgasms and um, our relationship with the vaginas, all sorts of things. But one of the key things she talks about is that women have this, not just women, but people with vulvas have this capacity to have multiple orgasms. And we can up our dopamine each time and each time, we up our neurotransmitter level we feel more powerful more creative more embodied all of these wonderful things and one of her hypotheses is why is that's why female sexuality has been so suppressed is because it so coincides with our sense of um, capacity to be out in the world and Mm -hmm. doing things so
2: and it's it's it runs antagonistic to what drives commerce and culture you don't Commerce and culture doesn't necessarily um, prescribe to this notion of being resourced and being contented and being empowered and having enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it thrives on growth and not having enough. So nature conspires to like resource us, give us nervines, relax us, you know, put us at ease, make us feel integrated, make us want to have sex, feel content, mm-hmm. and it does run sort of counter to the more dominant. Memes within the culture we live in, which is like drive harder, get more, make more, never Shame. feel, satis- never feel satisfied, never feel satisfied,
3: never feel satisfied. And you need so many external things to make you feel, uh, okay. content. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's why I think cannabis is, is such, so counter cultural, right? Mm. It's just because it makes you feel satisfied. Mm. God forbid you feel satisfied for any moment of time. Masturbation, you feel satisfied for a very brief moment. <laughs> Yeah uh, But then it lingers Unless yeah,
1: you edge You know
2: You can edge
3: The edging mm-hmm. it makes it
1: longer Right mm-hmm. When you were talking about The dopamine release The first mm-hmm. thing I thought of Was like Me checking my Instagram For the 100th time exactly. In five minutes Yeah and I was like Oh I'm, Is is that the same feeling I get when I come? Mm. Mm-hmm but it's external or it's internal instead of external. Yeah. 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 Oh,
3: and shit. it's interesting because it's, it's not just dopamine, but there's, and especially in partnered experiences, we have so many neurotransmitters happening. There's oxytocin and there's um, all sorts of things that are happening hormonally that really elicit this sense of like well being. And as a brand, And as a company that really believes in all this stuff is we try to talk a lot about the reintegration of sex into wellness because the two have really been pulled apart. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people focused on wellness that won't even touch or think about sexuality as a really important aspect and quality um, foundationally uh, as a part of wellness. So that's something that's a shame. I think we have
2: separated the two for such a long time where like wellness companies were like, whoa, 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 we can't talk about that sex stuff. Let's leave that to the adult products industry. And the adult products industry is like, we're just selling sex. We're not mm, talking about wellness. Exactly. So it got left out of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And like, who was carrying it? Doctors? No, they don't get any training on sex mm-hmm. education. So it, it really, there was a massive void. Um, it's been great that cannabis has afforded us this medium to sort of Be able to parlay these two things back together again because they never have been separate we Mm -hmm. separated them artificially we took the sex out of the wellness conversation Mm -hmm. because a lot of people early on were like stay in your lane you know they throw all this jargon at us you're a sex brand just stay a sex brand we're like what where does wellness play into that and then when we looked at it it's like they were never separate that was an artificial distinction so then we were we were it really allowed us to say we're going to put into the market with the plant has to offer and the plant has to offer all of these therapeutic potentials. So that's going to inform the types of products that we make, mm-hmm. not we're going to be a sex brand or we're going to be this brand. We're going to be a, a cannabis powered brand and the plant's going to tell us what to make and we're going to listen and do our best to do right by the plant.
0: It's so wild. Just I, all the things flooding through my head as a woman, like seeking medical attention for my sexual health was always a scary situation mm-hmm. like as a young woman going to a doctor to have a pap smear or a, like a any of that, those kind of exams there was always shame surrounding it there was never anyone that i could speak to about it mm-hmm. and that just lic- listening to you talk about like bringing it into this world of like light and and you know being able to just talk about it at all is mm-hmm. is like a really huge sort of moment for me yeah you it's know? a huge shift yeah. And that's
3: really common. I think that's something I talk about like in my private practice as a lot of people experience this separation. You know, we have we're taught our whole lives, especially as female bodied people, we're taught that like you know, you only have sex with people that you like and if you don't, you're a slut and there's all this shaming and then you go Mm. to the doctor's office and you're supposed to just like open your legs and let someone put something inside of you Mm -hmm. really quickly under fluorescent lights and like be okay with it and just go on to override in your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And there's not a, there hasn't been like a validation of a lot of the things that we talk about like menopause and um, pelvic pain and painful intercourse and pleasure and all of this stuff in a gynecologist or an OB's office, there's not a lot of, um, invitation for conversation like that. And so for us, we're really like, I think that's shifting too. And I'm I'm hoping it does more and more in terms of Western medicine being open to it. But I do think it's an important recognition to make. Yeah.
0: Are you finding your products, uh, are you finding like OBGYNs using or recommending yes. any of your products lots, now? Lots really? And lots. Yeah. That's so cool because, like, I went to uh, an OBGYN years ago. It was like the one person that my insurance covered, and it was an older man, and he had like a stuffed trout on the wall behind him. And I had like a transvaginal wand experience that yeah. felt like assault, and yeah. the whole thing was just mm. awful. So yeah. I can only imagine that, you know, like, going to someone who could provide me with education and maybe some of your products yeah. to like, mm-hmm. you know, teach me about my own sexual totally. health illness would be such a different experience. Yeah. So well, what does it
3: look like for someone? We have more and more practitioners reaching out all the time, pelvic health uh, physical therapists, mm-hmm. um, gynecologists, people working with sexual trauma, people that do intravaginal pelvic work, um, people who teach about these things really interested. Because they're tools to have in the toolkit, right? Like the um, anything that you can bring in to the body that can help work with the nervous system and then both the felt and like physical experience of pleasure is really, uh, it's really rejuvenating to like the, the whole body, to the heart, to the emotions, to the experience of, of pleasure. Not unique to sex, to everything. It's so important.
1: I want to play with everything on this table. Yes, do it. <laughs> what are we looking at? Yeah, what can we... Like there is a... The packaging is gorgeous, but also what is inside here? Because I want to play with all of it.
2: Well, uh, interestingly enough, this is a story. Okay. So this is this this is a story from beginning to yeah, middle to no end in sight, really. Um, but all of these products are interestingly linked together, and um, the way we've linked them together is through our community feedback. So we 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 were inspired to create at the time was a product that for some reason had not emerged yet in the new cannabis world that had been readily available through medicine, women and witches and other wisdom holders throughout probably a couple thousand years, at least that is using plant compounds and cannabis specifically in an aphrodisiac type context. Um, and so we sort of re uh, discovered that use of cannabis as, something to help with sex. We, at the time, we didn't realize the full capacity that it had. You know, a lot of people had experience with cannabis um, in intimacy, mostly through smoking or eating, because those were the primary delivery systems that we all grew up with. So my
1: favorite thing is like having sex while holding a joint and listening to the music that fits the mood, like (laughs) whether it's R&B or heavy metal. Yeah, like whatever it is. So we took, right, we took that information and we distilled it into
2: a topical which is used as um, we call it an intimacy oil and arousal oil. So that product sort of of started a conversation that hadn't yet been uh, hadn't been had in the the cannabis industry around female specific um, benefits that cannabis had to offer. And we really were so sort of blessed to find ourselves sort of shepherding that conversation so we had to set a really high bar in terms of how we made products how we communicated about them how we leveraged ourselves it's not just as a brand but as people who were using a brand to have a conversation with the community of people who were using our products and that led to like all this exchange which you know kiana can speak to like we get all this feedback and a lot of the feedback we were getting early on with for your pleasure which was at the time called the weed lube Um, We can talk about that. It's not really a lube formally um, But it's used in a similar way is that it was really providing tremendous amount of benefit on the pain spectrum So like diminishing discomfort diminishing Serious pain that hadn't really been solved for by the individuals who were suffering from that pain Um, And a lot of them would say oh i've been sent to an opiate specialist and I get on opiates to deal with this discomfort And then I don't feel anything yeah. So
0: specifically pain during sex that you're talking about yeah, right. painful penetration yeah
1: wow and
2: Whoa. cannabis is seemingly it's much more attuned to the nuances of our physiologies than our sexual reproductive systems and that's stuff that we we know is something's happening there that's quite magical and i maybe science figures it out with the big s um mm. someday maybe it doesn't maybe it is just a mystery between our our species and this magnificent plant but the fact that it was allowing for pleasurable signaling to pass through while dampening the painful signaling was a profound awakening for a lot of individuals who were like hadn't had pain-free intercourse for sometimes years that they communicated to us.
1: Oh, and you're just living with that until you... Oh,
3: yeah. <gasps> That's oh, it's, fascinating. So it's very common. It's really? like one in three people with vulvas experience some kind of penetrative pain during intercourse in their lifetime, sometimes chronically. And, um, and
1: there's, there's this feeling of, oh, this is how it is for me. This yeah, is my totally. lot in life.
3: And because nobody's talking about it, there is this whole shame layer to it where people are trying to understand, like, oh, this is my problem, you know, or they're getting dismissed by the kind of medical complex and saying, you know, take an Advil or, you know, that's just endometriosis. That's how it's going to be. Or you have vaginismus and all we really can offer you is a dilator. And there's not this kind of holistic approach to it, what's causing it. It's you know, it's emotional, it's looking at the um, kind of biochemical components in the body, it's looking at muscle tension, scar tissue, inflammation, it's looking at all of these things and just so happens that cannabis addresses a lot of the inputs into that experience. Mm-hmm. So wow. it's anti inflammatory. C B D in particular. Yeah, anti-inflammatory. I'm holding
1: your uh, C B D lubricant liquid coconut right here.
3: And this is this is an interesting product. It's launching within um, adult stores specifically at the moment. And so this is to be paired like with Awaken. Awaken's really the one, and we're not just using CBD in it. We're not just using cannabinoids. We're using a whole host of plants that work collaboratively to bring pain relief and blood flow and um, tension relief and infuse that area with a lot of blood flow and sensation. Um, and this
2: one is sort of a, an all-natural... It's more of a traditional lubricant, yeah. where, but a lot of people maybe were using Awaken, and but Awaken really needs to be spritzed. It's, an, it's a light, gentle application. This could have 60 applications in this one-ounce bottle, where a lube, it's more like, you know, it's yeah. like you, you have a copious amount. So we yeah. thought, we don't want people to use overuse Awaken. Like, use it for its intended use, and then let's pair it with an all-natural lubricant, because mm-hmm. so many lubricants on the market are really filled with a lot of noxious chemicals mm-hmm. you and know, things fucking, with
1: fucking, they get sticky quick. Exactly. They
2: suck. And <laughs> they're
3: really uh, vaginal tissues in particular are super absorbent. And so it'll bring anything in there that's synthetic. We have a
2: policy that we don't want anything in the bedroom. That's that sh- you wouldn't want to put in your mouth. Yeah. I, I right, was just going to so. say like <laughs> the, the, the exactly. we
0: went to uh, the, an expo for adult to. toys and we got a bunch of different lubricants that we were, um, tasting Mm -hmm. on the podcast and uh one of them was like a salted caramel flavor Mm. right and it was like why well, I wouldn't put this in my coffee so yeah. why would I put it on my you right. know yeah also what's it like making also it some sweet messy and, like yeah, artificial flavors
2: b- and colorings and fragrances Ooh, and we that's just, just tasted that's this just so class.
3: we can what is this cardamom cacao mint, cardamom, vanilla something? cardamom ginger mint cava ooh, ooh CBD. your partner's going to be like a dessert i, I would yeah. put yeah, this, this is in my is coffee so <laughs> nice. like, like it so smells amazing and then all of those nice. plants in particular have aphrodisiac or sensation based qualities that really help like, if fundamentally we're talking about the arousal oils, which is back to you know what's on the table, mm-hmm. um, these both have the function of really, really supporting the physiological process of arousal. Mm-hmm. So, in particular for females, because we have that really absorbent mucosal tissue. And in order for us to experience deep kind of um, se- sensation enhancement, it is, you need something to send the blood to the area. So we have all these erectile tissue beds that this is really helped moving the blood flow to, helping with any tension release, helping with any pain if there is some. But the more blood flow you get, the more sensations that they have not had access to prior. And mm-hmm. it's it's non-habit forming. You don't have to use it every time to get there. It's like giving sure. you a blueprint of how to do that. That's your actually body. one of
2: my favorite stories of the five years we've been doing this. There was a, a woman who, um, to date, had, had was considered anorgasmic. Is that she had she was told, and she believed that she didn't have the ability to experience an orgasm, and she hadn't, to her knowledge, had a, an orgasm before. And someone gave her a bottle of our for a pleasure, and she had her own first experience of an orgasm. Whoa! And she wrote to us. And, um, was it all caps? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) It was just emojis. (laughs) We had to decipher it. Um, it was like hieroglyphs. So she wrote to us and what was really fascinating was that she, she talked about this experience of, um, her body really being introduced to climax for the first time. And in her words, she said it was as if the, the plant showed her how to do it. Mm. And she went further to say that she did not become dependent on the product to subsequently experienced climax again because the plant showed her the way and now her body knew how to get there Mm -hmm. so it was like
1: whoa Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) yeah yeah something's going on here that's awesome
3: and Just leading into that, so there are, you know, the whole discussion of the endocannabinoid system and how it works with homeostasis in the body and where endocannabinoid receptors are. There's a a lot of endocannabinoid receptors, particularly in the female pelvis, and we have them on our ovaries, on our uterus, the fallopian tubes, and the vaginal canal. And we don't have the science behind exactly how it's working, but um, that's something that we really are engaging with and trying to understand more and engaging some research around our other products, which are um, Really based on the feedback that we got mm-hmm. from people over the years about how it, they were benefiting um, pleasurably, but also pain relief, we really came up with our suppositories, which we now have three of. Yes, I'd love to hear more about those because mm-hmm. I think that th- I don't know of anything else like it that's mm-hmm. available. So we have three different ones, and we really have one that's geared to, it's called a Foria Explore and Foria Relief. Both those are only available in uh, California and Colorado in dispensaries because of the THC content. One's really pain relieving. So the relief was what came out of this discussion of Um, pleasure being so pain relieving and really people using it for menstrual cramps. And so Matthew, I think, um, started pulling some of that together and thought like, why don't we get this in higher concentration and insert it vaginally so it can really absorb into the cervix and the uterus, which is causing a lot of the cramping. Um, And this one has 60 milligrams of THC and used intravaginally or rectally if you want, but it's really about pain relief. Mm -hmm. And so people both with uh, really intense menstrual cramps, endometriosis. So you can use it during your cycle, chronic during your pelvic flow. pain, yeah, that's mm-hmm. its intended use. And we have incredible feedback about wow. this product. I mean, just mind-blowing. And the fact is, is that the medical establishment has totally glossed over um, menstrual, menstrual pain, cramps yeah. as being something that is even important. I read recently
0: that the level of pain that some women experience when
3: they have menstrual cramps is equivalent to a heart attack. A heart attack, uh-huh it's common to throw up pass out blackout not be able to get out of bed and i think the last time there was a pharmaceutical intended specifically for that use MIDAL. or non pharmaceutical 19- over the counter right right, right but right. it was a
2: rebranded failed hiccup drug
3: 19th Midal was yeah, yeah.
2: Really? So a bunch of guys up. sat around a room and they're like what's up with that that thing over there how that come that's not selling oh no one's buying it for you know we're supposed to help people stop their hiccups well what else can it do well, let's see. So they rebranded it. Maybe they, they put in, they changed the chemical compounds, bunch sure. of synthetics, yeah. and they put it to market as the first of kind sort of over-the-counter drug specifically designed to help women with their menstrual pain. But it's disruptive yeah. in so many ways. It has a lot of long-term consequences if you use it all the time. Well, what, what else comes so regularly other than the menstrual cycle that causes pain? So of course women are going to use it all the time. So they yes. knew of the, these consequences and it's still on the market. So we haven't been Collectively, we as a species have not been putting enough attention towards how do we lessen the pain and suffering Mm that half of the species experiences for decades of their life. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, this plant has been producing these compounds effortlessly and gracefully and offering them freely for millennia. And so we're just sort of scratching the surface here as to what's possible to address some of these these long term pain issues. Mm -hmm.
1: Wow. Do you both know why why this is important to you? Because this it's one thing to say. It's, one, it's like it's one thing to recognize a an area in a market that you can do some good, totally. but also um, have a business. Mm. But it's a whole nother thing to like have maybe a moment where something became very important to you and mm-hmm. you kind of dedicated your life to it.
3: For me, I came on a few years after we were founded and my background is in female health and wellness and birth work in a lot of advocacy for um, what women experience in their lifetime work anyone with a vulva, anyone with that kind of female-rooted reproductive system, and I'm a mom. And for me, as we continue to grow, what becomes more and more clear to me is that we're speaking to really fundamental, pivotal points um, in the experience of females that have gone totally, for the most part, been dismissed. So period pain dismissed, female pleasure dismissed, um, stress, emotional stress, anxiety, dismissed for the most part and so to be able to give voice to that as an educator and also someone who is very like holistically minded and loves plants in particular um this plant that has it's so potent and widespread I just think um we can do a tremendous amount of good and that's really where it comes from for me. It
1: almost sounds like you feel like you didn't have a choice, but that's okay.
3: Yeah, it's kind of magical how we end. It's <laughs> seriously <laughs> it's
2: incredible. Know, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we're we're not the best business people out there. <laughs> no. I mean, it's it's true because we're we're not we're not driving hard enough. We're not you know profit oriented enough, and so we we focus on internally. We try to focus on each other's needs as much as like the business's needs in terms of. I try. I think about it like I had a small farm once, and it it didn't work out. It's very hard to survive as a, as a farmer. But like creating an ecology, like how do we build soil for the long term? Mm-hmm. How do you build health as a small business? And you know, growth for the sake of growth is driven by fertilizers and monocropping and stressing the soil out and just production, production, production until you you deplete the soil, you deplete your resources, then you just hire new people. And it's we haven't wanted to do that. Like people have been sticking around for a long time. It's it's a family mm-hmm. now at this point. So it's it's counter to the whole all the frothy craze that people have you know those the froth around the mouth that the vc mm. guys get mm. around this industry yeah, yeah. And well, VC was- froth. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what you it looks heard like. it here first well to that
3: point though i also think for us there's this fundamental environmentalism at the heart of yeah. the entire cannabis industry this is you know, like the dot com boom or these other like really pivotal moments in history where everyone's like, this is going to be big. Mm. And we're also at this critical point uh, on our planet where if we don't do something intense and major in the way that we interact, then we're all screwed. Mm-hmm. And I think we feel a lot of responsibility and a lot of excitement around how much reach we can get to establish very high standards within how we source and produce um all of our products and also be a voice within the larger cannabis industry to say like, hey, we have, because we have the potential to be so big, we also have the potential to make a huge amount of change. And so hemp, it's a, it's a soil remediator. It can be used for so many things. There's so many ways that um, this plant can be supportive of the environment. And so for us, that's a really another fundamental piece of like why we're doing what we're doing.
1: I wanna talk about sex.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. As do we all. Yeah. Bring it back.
1: Bring it back. I um I've been with partners who have been straight up with me and been like I like this. Mm-hmm. I want you to do that. And I'm like cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the best I can cuz I like you and I fuck with you and let's have a good time. And then I've had other people who I've been with who have been really frustrated because mm-hmm. I couldn't read what they weren't telling me. And I would want to try a lot of these products, but I personally don't know h- how I can bring it up mm. to somebody else because I don't even know if I want to try it. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm, my curiosity will overcome. Do you mean but you feel like you
0: would you would be suggesting uh, like by suggesting using one of these, you would be suggesting that they have some kind of deficiency?
1: Yes. Is okay. that exactly. what you're saying? Thank you.
3: So this is where we always start from. We start from the root of pleasure, and like no matter how good the sex you're having is, everyone would love to experience more pleasure. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves sex at the heart of it. You know, we have a lot of layers that some people need to unwind in their stories, but at the heart of it is experiencing more pleasure. And so I think if you look at it as an act of, obviously get permission and, you know, bring it up within the context of here's something that, I've heard about that's really supportive of pleasure in a really positive way, you know, and um, we always suggest, particularly with the arousal oils, to massage them in, to to give this, like, marination period, and to use that as a time for foreplay, to slow down, to not... Um, focus so much on penetration and like the act of air quote sex, which we all, you know, is like very heteronormative, you know, penis, vagina penetration. Well, that's all porn is. Exactly. Like porn
1: gets to it. Like it's a knock on a door and then they're fucking.
3: So this is the anti-porn. This is the slow down, savor, marinate, build the arousal, enhance all of your sensation. You know, the ultimate gift, I think to, if you have a female partner or some, somebody with a vulva who's really, Deserves that kind of, you know, love and all. And all it is is support. It's not going to provide anything their body's not already capable of. It mm-hmm. just it's an enhancement in a really natural, gentle um, way.
2: That's a really beautiful point. I think because that speaks to cannabinoids across the board. You know that it's not just this foreign compound that you're introducing to your body, but it's something that our bodies produce and that you can resource. Through a plant, and this plant happens to have the densest amount of those things. But in the sense of pleasure, this, that's a really beautiful framing. That it's like it's not doing something to you; it's working with your body. It's engendering other type of experiences. It maybe it's broadening your experience. It's introducing you to experiences you didn't know you were capable of having, mm-hmm. like a psychedelic might offer. Yeah. And so that's that person certainly has to be open to having a new experience. But you can't describe the color blue to someone who's never seen blue before. Mm. So it maybe it, it's sort of an inquiry. Mm. Are you open to having a new experience? And maybe even giving it to your partner to try at home alone mm. and say, hey, if you enjoy this, bring it back. I next love time that we're idea. together.
1: There's a safety in that. Yeah, like there's a comfort exactly. in that that's really inviting. Yeah. This is cool because yet again, selfishly, just going back to masturbation, and I was <laughs> like, and you go or do it to someone else. And I was like, oh, yeah. The idea of an invitation to give somebody else pleasure through this while you're still selfishly interested in it for yourself but there's that s- this this whole episode is about cycles
0: it's but it's mutually it's, beneficial <laughs> yeah it's about
1: like earth cycles it's about women's cycles it's about like foreplay to mm-hmm. completion cycles holy cow y'all this is great. Meta. Yeah, it's so meta. meta. Are we all, have we all done shrooms? Is yes, I th- feel like okay, it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I feel like I ate a lot of
3: chocolate. It's to bring back memories. Mm-hmm. I
1: put a
2: lot of cannabis in my ass before I come
3: to work. Sweet, <laughs> oh, <yeah. so laughs> sweet. So really do you
1: grind first? Do you grind
3: it? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, okay, go back to our suppositories. We oh, yeah. do have a pleasure suppository. And that's, for us, really, it was originally came out for anal pleasure because this is a whole taboo subject around particularly for men or people with penises is that you don't touch your asshole you know there's the queer shaming around it and then there's the like that old thing like oh it's only one way like uh, things go out and they don't go in and in reality it's the male the prostate is the male g-spot and so there's this whole oh and like a third of the pelvis is innervated through the pel through the um the backside of the pelvis so if you relax the tension in your ass you get a lot more blood flow both to your vagina or your penis regardless either you get it through both and so this for us was a suppository for rectal use or a vaginal use for like deep penetrative play and pleasure so it has a higher dose than um, pleasure has in it and it's going to absorb more deeply into those you can very
2: much also utilize the benefits if you're not having anal sex so you can insert a suppository and to Kiana's point it helps with the blood flow flow through the whole pelvic Mm -hmm. girdle so it could help with ED perhaps it could help with just generalized sensation or just having more awareness of what's going on it broadens your awareness, broadens your sensation broadens the pleasure Mm -hmm. and so that can be for anyone regardless of how they're identifying If they just have to be comfortable with pushing a small bullet sized thing into their rectum
3: and side benefit you sleep awesome. And it can also be great for sciatic pain and back pain. Another, another use. I mean, there's really, this is like speaking to the, we talk about kind of three things really ongoing in terms of our product development and that's pleasure enhancement and intimacy. And then we have the pain relief and then we have like the wellness part and they all feed it back into each other because they all, Totally interrelate and are networked together um, But that is the thing with cannabis is like you can't it's not just doing what we're used to do Oh, this is just good for this and mm-hmm. then you need this other thing for this It's like it can be so applicable and that's why I,
1: if I would use one of these suppositories though Do I have to like do I have to set aside a night? No, because yeah, I was gonna it's
3: say, it, What's the psychoactive component? Some people feel a little bit most people feel little to none
1: Oh, that's so interesting. Little.:
3: Littleton, yeah. then. And
1: well,
2: the- then we're, there's still research needing to be done around how this is actually getting into the bloodstream and whether it is or not. There's some studies that say it's a very nominal amount is actually going through the liver, getting metabolized, and then getting into the bloodstream for systemic, and which you would want if you're, if you're using cannabis to treat an illness. Um, you want to get it into the bloodstream like and cancer. get it systemic. Right, so mm-hmm. there's, it's still a question mark as to if that's a good delivery system because the benefits here are that you're not getting a tremendous amount of psychoactivity. So you can onboard or internalize a fair amount of cannabis and not feel compromised mentally. But because there's all these receptors in that region, if you are dealing with this an illness in that region, a colorectal cancer or prostate cancer, it might make sense to introduce cannabinoids in high doses there. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of your your example of just using this for pleasure, um, I would try it at home and on a free day and see how you feel. Just be really body aware. Try not to take anything else that could be compromising your awareness like alcohol or, or something else and just really have a straight experience. Be like, oh, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take two of those and my wife will notice that I'm more relaxed than mm-hmm. usual. You know, my shoulders are it dropped. Um, my voice probably drops because I'm relaxed. But other than that, I don't feel compromised. I just feel out of pain if I have uh, sciatic pain that day. That's why I take them.
3: And I definitely feel more relaxed, and I feel a little bit of like a body-based, mm-hmm. not a high, I would say. But a, a hum, a, a oh so nice. <laughs> a nice hum. yeah, a going relaxing a nice little bit. Yeah, and there's hum. hum. Um, with with both of those, both vaginally and rectally, I'll, I'll feel both.
1: Really cool. And it's just a little bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah, just a little bullet. Yeah, just a little bullet. And there is some research that suggests that the psychoactivity that we experience through ingesting THC orally comes from the liver itself producing an enzyme. So if you're putting it through a different orifice or you're using it. Obviously, transdermally is not activating in the same way, but um, it's not activating those same enzymes. So it's hmm. still getting into the body in a specific way without as
2: much psychoactivity. We're just trying to change the world one asshole at a time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the tag, 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 right? right? That's, that's the episode tag. <laughs> What's our other favorite one? Um,
2: well, there's Mary Jane, and for the inexperience, and then for the experience, there's Mary Jane. All.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is what Matthew comes up with Cannalingus This is, is, is so his fun. other oral sex When you have some
2: uh, Like put our teeth t spray on yep. your partner And then lick it off them And then you get the benefit of an oral high And Ooh, then they get the benefit canalingus. of an oral high <laughs> This is so no nice mm-hmm. What
1: a great whiteboard you must have oh, It's is just the good. most high whiteboard. stress yeah, office forward. environment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing a blanket yeah. And sipping I'm coffee He right. <laughs> <laughs> very cozy
3: and then for people who don't want any THC we have these our third depository, which is CBD only broad spectrum that can be bought online and that's really we have these two kind of we've had to distinctly separate them because of the regulations around THC but we have a whole CBD line that's available on our website where you can buy the Awaken which is our arousal oil that doesn't have THC in it or you can buy our basic suppositories that don't have the THC but have a really high uh, CBD content we'll it's give your listeners milligrams.
2: a nice promo code mm-hmm. if you guys oh, want to absolutely yes, love yes, yeah and this product we're pleased to announce that after many months of review we are going to be doing an observational study on the basic suppository um, and it's going to be led and undertaken by a um, a Harvard researcher and so it will be uh, published in the medical journal so it can be a step towards further researching of cannabis in the service of helping with menstrual pain. And believe it or not, there's not, nothing has ever been published of its kind, even though we know it's one of the most primary uses of cannabis historically is to help with menstrual pain. No one's ever studied it. So we're taking a first baby step in in that direction. We're really, really excited about it. Hopefully it'll be published early next year. Mm-hmm. That's incredible.
1: So, yeah.
0: did you imagine this did, did you sort of like foresee what was going to happen when you created this story for yourself?
2: I, you know that's a good question. Um, I knew I, I sort of tapped into something that was had a lot of surge behind it, and there was there was a lot of juice running through it and so I was Hopeful, And I, I don't know, there was a lot of trust early on because I've had some not so great successful experiences trying to do social entrepreneurship in the past. Um, I know the road to failure very well. Mm. I'm familiar with it. Mm. And I was concerned about this venture in terms of um, bringing on the people who weren't aligned with, with, what was coming through, what was trying to, to be birth, you know, as someone who cannot give birth, this is the way I kind of can do that mm. through, an, through an idea. Um, so I I felt like I had to be really thoughtful and try to attract the right people. And then I realized that the plant was going to kind of do it for me. I mean, it has brought together just the most amazing people that are in the service of what we're trying to do here. So I couldn't realize it back then, five years ago, that we would have been in doing what we're doing now.
0: Do you remember the light bulb moment when you realized you were going to do this?
2: Yeah, it was with Ben who's over there, um, walking. We were walking our dogs just three blocks from here on the beach. And I, I was introduced to, um, the notion, I was introduced to CBD as a compound. I'd never heard of that before. This was five years ago. It wasn't really in the vernacular. And I was also introduced in that same conversation to, um, cannabis oil. And before this, I had I had started a one for one condom company, like Tom Shoes, but for rubbers. What a um, great idea! It, you would think, but it was it was very challenging. It's a, that's a very very um, hard industry to penetrate, as it were, um, because nice. of Trojan. No, pun intended. Uh, None? you don't not think the first so. I <laughs> really used don't that think one. so. <laughs> um, um, but it was it was in, in, in its intent was trying to address um, you know, so, a social justice issue around equality of access to contraceptives. And in parts of the world where people just didn't have access to contraceptives, they could not afford them, they didn't have sex education, they had extraordinarily high rates of preventable sufferings, like STIs and STDs and and HIV. Uh, So that was called Sir Richards. So my mind was primed for um, sex products. And so when I got introduced to this notion of, of cannabis oil, and I had had experiences of using cannabis in the bedroom, for me, all oils, the thought of them, I was immediately rubbing them on genitals. Yeah. Um, and that's just what my mind did oh, within the, the word oil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> in that same com- from that same conversation, that same day, I went and, and got um, some THC oil and some coconut oil and called some physicians and called some friends and made a batch. And that was it. I think Ben tried it first, but I think he actually, I mean, I don't know if I can say this, but I think he actually made a, a suppository first hmm. before equity was tried and applied hmm. vaginally. We used to make suppositories by putting the oil into ice cube trays, and then freezing it. And then you have your kind of DIY. Before we knew how to make suppositories, sure. we were just making ice cubes and sticking them up our bums. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's only cold for a minute. Square and cold. <laughs> Square and cold. <laughs> yes, not bad feeling.
0: Better delivery system now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And that was five years ago.
2: I bought it was five years ago, right around, right down the street.
0: And now you're across the, around the world. Right. Now yeah. we're in like and over a hundred seventy com- 100 countries? 100 countries. Over a hundred countries. It's,
2: it's wild. Yeah, it is it wild. Is wild. We're so hard to get um, in because we're in very few THC markets, and that's it's unfortunate. Like we we try to pursue a more rapid expansion. Like people want our pleasure product in these other state markets, but unfortunately, the operators there are just they don't quite get the, what it takes to properly to properly take to properly take um, a product like this to market and the amount of education and sensitivity you have to have to, to do right by the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been slow. We've been slow in terms of finding other operators. And so we just serve in California and Colorado, which is where our two offices are.
3: I think adding to that too is like the way that we've built all of our partnerships throughout all of our production and manufacturing is really, it's like family feels. Yeah. And so it's important to us with the environmental sustainable approach we're having to make sure that these people are vetted, not just saying, you know, there's a lot of people coming to the table like, oh, we have these standards and this, but to vet the the person behind it and the people behind it to know mm-hmm. that their heart is in the right place, mm-hmm. f- for lack of a better word. And that's not something you do in business. Yeah. Right? Well, you a can be the, the
2: biggest right away. And, sure. But you, to be the best takes time, right? So to, it takes the best. It takes failure. It takes learning. It takes listening. It takes experimenting to really be good at something. But w- so many people come, we're the biggest. We have the biggest grow. We've got the biggest re-, And we're like, next. Yeah, you yeah know, bye. To start with the biggest <laughs> <laughs> is like, if that's your focus, yeah. something's going to be lost. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the why. Yeah, right? it's the
3: why. And we're really about the why. And I think the thoughtfulness that we have to bring to this discussion on, on every level discourages that kind of rapid capitalistic growth that everyone like consume, consume, consume. And we're so anti that. I mean, if you look at, we really want people to use our products because they're really useful, you know, but for not, work. not because yeah. we want them just to like buy, 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 take these mm-hmm. CBD gummies, take all of the things that put it in your coffee. We want them to have, to be efficacious. <clears throat> and so in order for that to be true across our expansion. It has to be um, the same with thoughtful inputs all the
2: way. Across but since the, board. the beginning, we've been. I remember we did an interview with Vice, like in our, the first couple months after launching, and we told people they reached out to us. We would tell them how to do this at home. Mm. It was like we're giving away the secret sauce because we knew we're not going to get to those states anytime soon, and so people should get the benefit of knowing how to create a product that can have such therapeutic benefit for them for pain and for pleasure how could we hold this how could we keep this from people because the downstream benefits are so wow whoa Notre sorry. Dame everyone take a moment of <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we and we to this day like people are like what about all the competition what about all the new lubes what, oh there's new suppositories. we're like awesome look what we did yeah You know, let's make sure those people are making good product, keeping it clean, like making the best product that they can if it's going to go in the body in that delivery system, in which we were one of the early progenitors of. Like, we bear some burden of responsibility to make sure that those products are still made with some good standards. So, like, we hang out with some of the other THC lubricant people and we do share information to try to help make sure that. Everyone's doing right by the space. There's too much opportunity to be in a competitive mindset. Mm-hmm. I
1: think that's so interesting because the idea of exclusivity, I think, when it comes to business models, is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. You want to be inclusive, invite yeah. everybody, and just let people choose for themselves right. mm-hmm. because like they're going to f- – they're going to use what works for them one way or another. So why not be stronger in numbers? Yeah.
2: Everything in nature is, is is inclusive. It's all permeable. Mm. It's inclusive to the extent that you're offering something and not just extracting. You're going to participate in an ecology that's going to thrive. If you're just extracting the the system itself will collapse and everyone gets kicked out.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, sort of,
2: there's, there's a mutual collaborative and like intent that's, Pre existent in, in, in a healthy ecology. To try to design businesses like that is a whole different set of <laughs> challenges.
3: But you really say it best, like you always, especially when I first started, he was always encouraging me as we were talking with people, you know, just bring it back to the plant. Like we're not doing anything, we're letting the plant do its magic and we're just trying to like bring it to as many people as we can and like let's get out of the way. And I think that's really been at the heart of what we're trying to do is we're trying to offer as much as possible, high quality ways to onboard cannabinoids into the system because there's I mean, there's such cultural benefit too. If we can mm. support the stress levels of a highly overstressed culture, if we can support the homeostasis and the nervous system balance of people who are chronically in their heads and not in their bodies, you can have a, a social and mm. cultural impact that's really profound. And THC and the psychoactivity, it's a, it's a really empathic, mm-hmm. compassionate plant compound and it elicits that empathy to understand the other person it elicits um, a sense of being able to understand and so in this time when we're like so polarized and we're having so many interesting Mm -hmm. things happening culturally I think the plant can then again come back and speak for itself in that kind of opening of where do we want to be where do we want to arc towards and so this is an opportunity it has to be
2: shepherded i mean we have we bear burden responsibility as the people in this industry presenting and normalizing the use of of cannabis none of our products until very recently were psychoactive Mm -hmm. but to kiana's point it's like if there have been a lot of there's been a lot of moments of upheaval in our cultural history that we've survived and we're in one now, and if ever we, we could use some homeostasis, yeah, um, you know, and what what are we resourcing from in our lived environment to help us reestablish a point of view and a perspective of one another that is more homo- harmonious in the service of what our collective desired interests are, not our political interests or our social or economic, interests, but the collective interests of survi- survival primarily, and trying to find an ability to thrive together. Cannabis is interesting in that. I think one of the most profound things it does is that it takes you out of your one vantage point that you've had of look, how you look at yourself and your life, your whole, your whole existence and it turns it 2 degrees to the left mm-hmm. or 2 degrees to the right or up or down and that has such profound consequences. Mm-hmm. Just seeing things a little bit differently can have such profound consequences, good or bad or other. Yeah. But there's an opportunity. Right. And so, what do we part. do with this opportunity that cannabis is presenting with us? I'm not sure, but there's something to consider.
1: Yeah. It would be really important that people can find you. So, where can everyone find you?
3: Mm-hmm. So, we have foriawellness.com. So, it's F O R I A and then wellness, W E L L N E S S dot com. <laughs> Very easy. And um, on social? And on social media at Foria Wellness on, on Instagram, Instagram and then on Facebook where Foria and then Twitter. We don't tweet a lot, but Twitter's toxic. If you tweet a lot, we're at FORIA Wellness there too. Okay.
1: Mm. Yeah, Yeah. I feel really good. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else, Marjan? I think that's it. If anybody wants to follow us, we are at Weed and Grub on Instagram or weedandgrub.com on the internet. And make sure you check out FORIA, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.